Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Celtic Now and for our podcast. Obviously, it was a good kind of victory um, that we just had there. Uh, my name is Ryan Clifford. This podcast again is with me is Robert Boyle. We're just going to roughly talk about the game. Um, I think a lot of Celtic fans are getting probably pissed off a lot of podcasts, and there's not very much to, to speak about because I got a dead rubber at the end of the season. But obviously, Robert, as I just says, it's obviously it's a good win. Um, it start us off, and obviously, how's things, mate? Ah, uh, you're okay, Ryan. Just playing on to the end of the season, as you say, it's dead rubber. We just need to get to the end of the season now. And- kind of are going in a new direction find out what's happening at the club because it's been dead rubber for six months as far as I'm concerned I think I I think as soon as we can float the league with Fanny start with Hitman and you don't want to keep getting back on it and back on it but it's as obviously it's, it was a good one for nothing the only maybe one of the bright sparks was obviously the Bowen Montgomery starting um, I thought it was comfortable to be fair obviously it was a bit of a surprise that he'd be starting um, but even though he started the team didn't really change um, Kendi says he's going to change the team and <laughs> didn't really change much yet so I think that's been the just of the season they say they're going to do things and they just never happens aye they just go quiet on things <laughs> aye Ryan for what I've seen the boy look good but as you said it's not very much you can judge on, obviously, because I don't think St. Johnston are really playing to their full potential, to be honest with you, because they've obviously got their eyes on the Scottish Cup final. Players won't want to be getting injured and stuff, so it's it's a bit too little too late, as we say, in it? Aye. <laughs> as, mate. Um, obviously, as we said about the young boy Montgomery, um, it was just good. I, I, I knew he was a striker, but I didn't know he was a left-back. Then, obviously, during the game... I think Donald D says, so we've kind of put him to left back and yeah, actually looked quite comfortable with the boy. Um, I know uh, it's St Johnston, don't want to speak too much about his performance because it's St Johnston, but made a debut at Celtic Park to be quite as comfortable as he was. He, 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 would, he should be pleased with his performance. It's kind of true what Donald Dean that were saying when they get into the first team. Um, like probably a lot of guys, obviously hopefully in, in the later years playing with Celtic, make their debuts that you just want to have a good game and you just look to be picked the next and have a good performance because if you have a nightmare, you're like, well, I, well, I play again. You just want to do enough to make sure you're still running about the team and then you can build on it. And I think that's, I think the, the boy will maybe be in the squad about next year because if that's his last impression in the club, then I think he might be around for maybe a few years to come and might get on loan. But we'll talk about obviously the Colts League in the podcast. But I think he could be a good 
can a, a good start to his career, obviously, in the next season under a new manager? It's a good starting point. It's obviously good to see a young boy hopefully maybe breaking through into the team. I didn't know he was a striker beforehand. Um, but I find that weird how you can go through being a striker to a left back. It's no like a left mid, mm-hmm. if you get me. I find that rather strange, but obviously the boy has some sort of talent because they gave him a three or four year deal, didn't they, just recently? Um, and obviously, he seems to be now a, a dominant left back, which is he must be good in the position. You don't just um, give somebody a three four year deal um, if he's not half decent. But I ah, got comfortable. No qualms about the boy. I thought he'd done everything right. The one he cleared off the line was good positioning as well. Um, nothing I could say really against the boy. I thought it was a good performance. I like he says about obviously him changing position. I was kind of the same with Rodgers with Calvin Miller, wasn't it? He was doing well up front of the youths. And then now I think he's playing left mid or left, uh, left back at not as counter, I think he's at. So he's obviously still a, a decent career. But I think it's the good starting point for me would be the young boy McCombe because as I spoke about, again, it's only rumour, paper talk um, about obviously Hickey and Nisbet. Again, it probably is paper talk just to sell papers and put an interest in for transfers. But um, I can say today on Twitter it, it wouldn't be for me um, I know there's people disagreeing you may disagree I think you say it'd be maybe a gamble but it might be a good gamble and the reason I said not to Hickey was if he's 18 and we've got the boy Montgomery at 18 I'd rather give our boy at 18 a chance instead of paying a million pound for a left back for an 18 year old I'd rather give my personal opinion I'd rather give Montgomery a chance because is Hickey really better than Greg Taylor and like, I know Lax Rock Lane, but is it better than Ball and Goal and Taylor? I don't know. Um, I'd rather I'd rather spend, I'd rather maybe take a gamble on a youth player than spend money than take a gamble and pay £3 million for a boy and like Taylor and Ball and Golly. I'm not going to say Taylor's totally failed, but he's no really stepped up to the mark that we would expect for Celtic. Aye, well, there's rumours of the young left-back for MK Dons I've seen. There's rumours again is out of contract in the summer. Um, he's maybe had a cracking season and stuff like that. So until we actually know where a manager in place, we'll know what sort of, if he wants to give youth a chance, and whether he sees that as a position that he knows he can strengthen and make his commitment better than the left-hand side. Because I feel left and right-backs this season have been a bit disjointed in all the other place. Um, he might go for more experience the new manager that comes in. We just don't know, but if that's the case, then the young boy McCombie will obviously speak to the new manager, get his thoughts, and then he can maybe get and loan, or as you say, with the Colts League, it might be a go into that league, let's see what you can do. You're up against Hart and Pros, and if you do well on that, then you might give you a chance. That's the new benefits that the Colts League will bring for some young boys, that they'll get that chance to prove you can do it against senior pros. Because obviously as well, Montgomery and Bailey, he came on and done well again, he scored again. Um, he looked, again, with him, as you said, with the right, the full-backs and the wingers, we've kind of missed all season. And I know he, I think, from my opinion, I think the boy looks a bit like he's built up a wee bit. It doesn't look as, it doesn't look as frail, fragile. And I did think he looked a bit more Okay, and again, he's probably done a lot of work in the gym. Um, after the park, and I think he's got one year left, so 
talking about Montgomery, Dembele, guys like that, they could be involved in new manager plans because I think maybe Dembele's getting today's new, he's got to decide a state sale this year and try and get in the first team. Or like we say, with the coach league or they're doing the championship and try and, as you say, play against hard and pros and learn your trade because there's only so much youth football, which we're going to speak about, that before you need to get to that next level and get yourself a bit more experience of playing first team football. Well, I remember away when he was 13 and 14 and it was him and Billy Gilmore, the Rangers, that were spoken about and the two of them were saying that these two boys will go right to the start and in my own opinion, I think Dembele's faltered compared to what Gilmore's done. Because you see Gilmore's done at Chelsea. And <coughs> I do not know what's hampered that, whether it be Celtic moving the boy at home, or whether the boy's attitude, or whether he's just not stepped up to the mark the way Bobby Gilmore has at Chelsea. Um, but see what I've seen him the other night, as you say, he looked stockier. Um, he looked like he bowled up, I think, because he's such a small guy, he would need to build up mm-hmm. because he's going to obviously take a few hits and kicks in the Scottish League. So, I it's positive to see young Dembele come on scoring. Positive to see um, Montgomery playing at left back. Barca's batting goals. We've never had much today. Um, just a couple of things, I that you could take positive. But to me, it's just had up and get the season going done with me and move on to Better and bigger things to be honest. I think that's basically Chelsea fans find mate, but all obviously eager to find out what's happening. I think there's nine or ten weeks to the qualifiers. It's I know the board are saying they want they want the person right and they want the backroom staff right, they want everything right. Mackay's talking about I seen him obviously on Twitter that he's wanting modernised things and that can't we can't wait and keep obviously I know we've been talking we need to be patient and we need to wait this and there's only so much like, we can be patient for you've got a few monthly qualifiers and as we've spoken about it's a big 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 season when it comes to money terms um, and obviously Barkas I actually liked his distribution I thought his, every kick he'd done was very decent I know it's in Johnston but he was very good at, it looked effortless for him he was just pinging balls and I did like that about him um, again I know we've given him a bit of criticism but I'm kind of willing to give him another chance on the new manager because again he said a, a year to settle in. So next year, if he has a, shop, a shopping start, then there's no excuses because, like we spoke about, he's had time to settle in. He's had time to get his, you know, his teammates and hopefully by the pre-season restrictions of getting done again, they can go and have a coffee, go and mingle with his teammates and get a bit of bonding. And that's only going to benefit him going forward for Celtic, in my opinion, anyway. I hope so, Ryan, because it's a lot of money being spent on the goalkeeper. It doesn't work out because... Spent a lot of money and a lot of things that haven't worked out last season, so I don't think you'll get away with another season of spending the best part of what 20 25 million mm-hmm. and it no working out. So, whether it be him coming into goals and changing his fortunes and doing well, then I will for it. I would say settling in period has been tough in most players, but at Cubs itself, you've both got to hit the ground running. You can't struggle up into a ball and feel sorry for yourself. You've got to go out and want it and earn it. And I feel that's what if I was a manager, that's what I'd be telling these players. You've got to go out and earn it, as the old saying is. Celtic shirts don't shrink to fit inferior players. Unfortunately, that season there, it certainly did shrink to fit inferior players. And I think the players should have a right good hard look at themselves because 
They're either good enough. Well, some of them are good enough to play for Celtic, but they haven't played it last season. And mm-hmm. obviously, with Scott Brown leaving, I don't think there'll be anybody there that can motivate them for next season. They've got to do it after them backs. You can't hide the captain this next season. And I just feel you've got to, as a club, get back on track because to be gone, 23, 20, 23 points, I think there's behind Rangers in the league, that's a disgrace, considering we've won the last nine, nine, nine leagues and then the last quadruple table. To go through that, to that's just, it's a full for grace. And I think a lot of the players need a good shake, to be honest with you. Aye, no, it is, mate, it is. I didn't, as much as we, obviously we wanted to win the league, but you've been there for seeing no winning anything, obviously, because we all know in life that happens. Celtic can have two or three years of it winning and stuff. You probably you've seen it. I've not I've not really seen it as much. I've really I've really seen most of my years of success. So it's obviously it is going to be hard. It's going to be hard on the weekend when they win that. Celtic fans will say it won't be it is. It's going to hurt you to see it. But after that's done you move on to the next season and again it's a big season. Um and I think one thing it could benefit is obviously what we've spoken about for months and months is obviously the youth and after they get I think it's a a provisional kind of acceptance to the obviously the Colts League put a B team into the, the pyramid system and for me Robert it's only going to benefit benefit is in the future when it comes to obviously it might even benefit Scotland as well for Steve Clark in the future for getting guys at that level so I think it's going to it's just a big thing for me that it's going to benefit and I think we need to we need to utilise it as I said we've got the facilities we've got obviously due to the pandemic and obviously what happens this season and next season, depending on the money-wise, but we've still got a decent pot of money compared to a lot of teams. Um, we've got so-called best coaches in Scotland in the book, so we've got the best youth players, we could buy the best youth players, so the setup is set up to be a good coach team, and I think it would benefit us a lot if it, if it did happen. It's just, um, we need to stop letting the area talent leave to go to our clubs for a start, so maybe that competitive football might keep young boys at the club because maybe going at that level against the same team, same players, year after year when they compared to football really isn't what they wanted. They wanted to test ourselves so at least they can get to test ourselves against the Lowland. It's Lowland we're going to begin. Thank you. So I think there'll be quite a few decent expos kicking about the leagues um, and it gives them a chance to even win a trophy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that they can actually grapple rather than playing against young boys. And obviously, the Iron Brew Cup's very beneficial for the young boys because they play against season pros. Um, when they bring teams in for the lower leagues in England and Ireland and um, Wales and that, so I think that is really benefiting them. It's only going to help their development, and it might stop young boys wanting to get known because it will be a competitive league as well. Um, it would just be interesting to see how they do and how far. They actually are away from being mm-hmm. a decent enough youth team. Um, I think that's the only way you you'll find that out is playing in this league. As you say, it'll no. As you say, it'll it'll maybe see can they step up to the first team like we've said this season. We noticed it when obviously Dubai happened. Um, when a few youth boys came in, the boy Harper came in and local flexion. You kind of seen as much as we are saying give you a chance. You kind of seen. The difference in the in the step up for 
youths right up to the first team. Well, I know it's kind of a development squad, so they're kind of classes reserves, but some of them are 16, 17, and normally reserves are maybe like 19, 20, pushing up to the first team, and you can see the, the difference. And even Dembele, you see the difference of him coming in. Now he looks, as you say, he's a bit more stockier. He looks like he's built on his game, and that's where we can gauge the coach league. Can they play competitively, having to win every week, having the demands of training up to a game every week? Because obviously we're not in that situation as a youth player, pulling up to a youth game, but as as the competitive edge with them, and they just played for 90 minutes, are they just playing because it's with Celtic? We don't know that, but if they're playing, as you say, for a trophy in front of crowds, obviously when the crowds are back, hard and professionals, they'll give them wee nudges, they'll like guys like Simon Ferry says when he played with Lambert, there was experience of playing with Paul Lambert, spoken through the game. And I think that's what some of these guys might get if the first team was where Matt Vinzi, like Big Julian, can play in these games for one more friendlies. It's only going to benefit him going forward in their career. Definitely, as you say, they could be a big thing with crowds back in. They could actually be playing in front of two, three hundred people, five hundred people, and it then makes it more a realistic game. Because playing in training grounds or in the country isn't it's not the same as it, as playing in front of a crowd. So it's just another step and then you could maybe get two or three boys out that that you go, right, they've had a like crack season in that Colts League. They look like they could progress. Maybe get them into the championship and get them more to maybe a League One team or championship team, let them progress again and then they might be ready. Aye, that's definitely because obviously the the boy Connell, Queen's Park, Abel Abbey's went to Dundee and stuff like that, and Henderson's Dunfermline. So I think he's another guy that's went to Dunfermline as well. Um, is it is it Kerr McInroy? I think he's went to Dunfermline as well. So mm. these guys, and map obviously they're playing competitive action there and going for playoffs and stuff. But if they were in that coach league every week, getting competitive action every week instead of having to come back, go on loan, come back, go on loan, they don't need to go on loan. They can stay Celtic still train with the first team still be about the club and I think that for me we spoke about it for months it's, it could help these guys stay at the club instead of and if it means to stay at the club teams might actually look at them playing every week and actually might offer a bit more money than it would be if they're just going to get a loan then be sold for a free transfer or end their contract you might actually get a better value for them if they're playing every week and scoring every week in that level Aye, it's, it's, it's compared to the flipper as you say it's what they need <laughs> To develop, to push on to the next level because every year you should be developing as a player and I reckon a lot of these boys are just developing at that level but no mm. development at an adult level because they're just coming through youth by youth by youth playing players at their own age and the reserve, when the reserve league get took away you noticed it wasn't a, such a conveyor belt of players mm. coming through um, after that because I felt like they had their season knocks and as you say, they played against ex pros that were coming pros that were coming back for injury and it benefited them. Um but obviously the just coach teams now and the reserve league, don't know why they changed it, but it's now fucking not as good as what it was for young boys. As you say, it seems to be such a big gap to get from under nineteens, twenties to the first team. It seems to be such a leap, whereas it was more narrow to get to the first team. Like you're showing Maloney's and that coming through. They'd done all that, they played against them. So when they did come into the third team, it was kind of natural to them. And I'm just hoping that kind of bridges that gap again to let them obviously 
experience that stuff? I think it's definitely bridging a gap. I think it's definitely something. Hopefully, something like that would um, would kind of we can again gain the advantage of closing the gap by doing that because as you say it's we've seen it in Dubai we've seen how can I how big it was and obviously that's why I'm thinking about obviously the way hockey I would rather game at Gumley a game in the first team or even keep in the squad than sign him because then some fans are, for me some fans we can contradict themselves saying we want to give you a chance but why do you want to sign an 18 year old it's it's catch 22 you're like do you sign the boy for, eight, for maybe three million pound investment gamble, or do you just give like we've done with Montgomery a three or four year deal, whatever it was, maybe an extra grand a week? Like pal, on you go. If you're not good enough, and maybe pre season, then we can look at it. Cause you've still got time to obviously buy, but I think we've obviously been waste, uh, very wasteful in our transfer policy in the last few years. We've signed what two or like, three left backs, failed. I don't want to say well, Sam Pong can't even feel because he went for eleven million pound. Elhamid um, looked decent, so. It's trying to bridge that gap and it. Can they step into the first team in the night, as we say, if they did go into the Coles League? I, I could, maybe a year or two down the line, they could come up to the first team instead of having to go and loan three, four times and then get into the first team or they might get released. It could definitely be beneficial to know just Celtic, but for them as a player and as a person as well, to have that personality, maybe playing with the first team instead of just training with the first team. The good thing is that if the Colts League, uh, the Colts team gets into that league, they could end up having a small TV deal with BBC Scotland or BBC Albert or something. And then, obviously, the manager can get to see them a wee bit more. Or the coaches or scouts can get to see them a wee bit more, gain them a wee bit more exposure on that, um, rather than maybe having to trek away to Aberdeen on a Tuesday night for a league game. It could be on the telly against Cove Rangers and BBC Albert or something that then he's a wee bit of exposure to them and gives them something to kind of a play to as well. Um, it's just, it's, I just feel that's the right idea. It's only way you're going to develop the talent in Scotland because a lot of these boys are talented but they just can't get to the level that's required. Um, as I say, if it progressed and they went through the leagues and that, um, I'm no far to Clyde's done. So if they played Clyde, say, in Cup and that, I would possibly take a run up to Clyde's ground and a Tuesday, Wednesday night and I think a few other people would and it gives these clubs money because I think if with COVID a lot of these clubs will be struggling for money so I feel it's a win-win situation um, but I just hope it, it kicks off and they don't just scrap it after a year or two I, That's something I actually agree with when it comes to TV deal um, it could be a wee as you say BBC Alba or the BBC uh, 9 channel I think BBC Nine or whatever, um, it could be something like that. It, it could be beneficial, obviously, the Scottish game. And as you say, is it bro- broadcasting that better? The football and that like you say is like Clyde's ground, or I don't stay too far away for your party fast and stuff like that. So you be going watch these teams play. Um, and obviously, you want to see up current talent. You want to be you. You could be one of the first fans that sees these young guys. Life for toxic me and you're doing this. Oh, right, hey, Robert, we'll go and watch Fisher tonight. Um, Ewan Henderson's playing tonight. Oh, he's, he's a belter. You can go and do work on him. And st- it, it gives you your, your brain tick as well. Listen, this boy could step up in two years. You can kind of gauge when he could step up. And I definitely agree with the TV deal because it's, I think years ago, Celtic TV used to show the games. I don't know if they showed them live, 
but I know that you should show you the, the game maybe later on that day or the day before because I can remember watching it myself and, and I'm sure that was on Celtic TV I'm sure Celtic TV used to be free on Sky I don't know if that's right mate but I'm sure it used to be free yeah, um, um, and again I don't know why Celtic TV can't be free it's obviously season with Hodder should get in my opinion season title should get Celtic TV free I don't know if that is um, no. if they get it free I, I, I'm sure it was free um, they should get it free because you're paying four, five, six hundred quid whatever you're paying for your away games and obviously this season you're paying for basically illegal streams I know it's illegal streams but that's the way it looks to some fans yeah. shit picture they can't get on some fans are getting on some fans can all get it on their Xbox and it's just a total nightmare and I think having maybe Celtic TV free that should be part of instead of a, a friendly he's, he's that free for a month something like that and I think that should be something that could get in introduced again they won't because the clubs are about money now and life's moving forward money's money's cash is king now so it's never going to happen but I think if they want to give the fans something a wee bit like this added value shite that could be something added value it might not be brilliant but it's a incentive to maybe get your book done like I'm getting certain TV for free good I might miss a game I can watch on the telly well see years ago when I was only a wee boy. We used to have season books and they were that thick, Ryan. I mean, they were rich. I can remember him. Aye, I can remember him. And you used to get, obviously, you could apply for away tickets, you could apply your home tickets, and then you had youth games. And Celtic youth used to play at Celtic Park, sometimes against Rangers and that. And we'd sometimes have 25,000 at it years ago. And to, maybe even as you say, if they get into that coach league, and just say, for instance, sometimes they play down at Morton or Celtic um, youths. Maybe even give the odds two free to get tickets to, as part of the season book, two free tickets to Celtic youth games down there. Or maybe just you pick two games out of the Colts league and say, every season book holder gets two free games, whether it be Broadwood, whether it be anywhere. I don't know. Obviously, it's a Logan league in it, so they're most likely they'll be playing at home. Just give them a chance. I mean, not everybody will go and take that option up, but it's giving them something a wee yeah. bit added extra that they could say, Well, I've got two tickets to any game they can pick, obviously, and maybe they're going to go twice during the week and watch Celtic under 19s playing Sunday in the league. You know what I mean? It just gives them a wee bit extra, or as you say, they're Celtic TV free for six months to all season book holders as part of the added value that we didn't get last year because. The old Celtic supporters, didn't they? But the, for the meeting the other night, we don't seem to, for what I read on it, they don't seem to be what I get in. They're telling you it will hamper the Celtic um, budget for next season if Celtic fans take season books. Um, and they take extra money back after season books and all this carry on. Look what Ajax done to their supporters. Aye. They melted in the shield and gave everybody a wee star. That might not mean a lot to people. But it's just giving them something to say or think about the supporters in times of need. And I don't feel the Celtic body seem to get that nowadays. And obviously as well, with, with the thing with Motherwell, it just touches on what you're saying. Motherwell are probably, oh, I think now Motherwell are very well run, but compared to Celtic Rangers, maybe in guys' team for Aberdeen, their money's kind of neighbour near their level. Um, and they're getting their fans basically about for nothing or they can get a charity or something or whatever so again it might not as you say it might not mean a lot to some people but to people as you say 
people might be struggling now and they love Motherwell. Oh, I can't pay my season bin next year. I can't afford three, four hundred pounds. And as soon as they say that, you'll go, oh, bro, we, that's, it's, it's a weight after mind as well. So, again, I, I know you know that Celtic won't do that because there's too much money involved. And as she says, the begging bowl will come out. You know it will, I know it will. All fans know it will. It will come out eventually. It might not be right away, but if I know selling the season books, they'll, they'll, they'll say something. To, oh, do this and we'll do this. And like this season, it's all been hearsay and there's been no added value. And some fans, like you say about the Celtic TV, they might not mean something, but say, you, say it's you and your wee boy, you, you got the game, he can't go, but then he can watch Celtic TV. Or I can't go, but my dad can watch it. It's, you're still, somebody's still seeing the game, it's still going to see a viewer, but while they do it, not a chance, will they? No, not no chance. Even as you say, he someday like you get to pick one game to take somebody free. Do you know what I mean? Whether it be a cup game against Morton at the second round or third round, because normally they won't sell twenty thousand tickets or twenty five thousand. He season book holders are you go you buy a ticket for that game, you'll be a free ticket, a free child place, something like that, just an incentive. Time for the stadium again. Obviously, when we're back in the ground, just something. Say thirty thousand. Say the first round of the Scottish Cup, you're playing abroad. We'll give you the tickets for a fiver, and you get to take one of your kids or one of your other family members free. Just one of the games, and then say the fourth round, they get just say for instance Morton, and then the other thirty thousand or twenty five thousand. Right, now you get the chance. You can buy a ticket for fifteen, ten, or and then you get somebody free. Just something that gives the fans a bit of appreciation. That's all you're asking. That give fifty thousand badges at Celtic Foundation badges. Give and just something that will cost them absolutely nothing. But then it lets the supporters know that they're at least supporter. And times are how times are tough you know, and COVID times. Just you need to give them something or do something to make them feel appreciated because. Celtic board, oh, Peter Lawwell, 3.5 million a year. He takes, why does he not turn and go at? I'm not taking my money this year uh-huh. because times are tough. And if supporters will appreciate it, why should he? Because at the end of the day, he's jo- what he's done this season, he's not done his job right, has he? So, well, well according, as he says, obviously, we, we know, it's not a Twitter, I don't know, our Celtic forums and about obviously all the the transcripts for the meeting that we're talking about there, um, it obviously shows that the board are still, no matter how much we protested and wrote about, and it, it's frustrating because you, you don't want to sit and slaughter people that run your club and you don't want to effing and wind them, but I, I, will, I will get to that stage and that's just the way fans are in football. You've seen it Man United, they're sick of the board, they're rioting. See, if we do that up here, we are going to get absolutely lambasted for everybody, but because it's English football, it's, it's fine. But as soon as Celtic Rangers do it, even, I'll even include Rangers in the argument because their fans would get it as well after government. It would, it would turn into a call, it would turn into a government thing up here. But down there, it's a football thing, it's money, it's a Super League thing. But here, you know yourself, the government get involved too much with football up here and they, they shouldn't, but that's just the way it would happen up here. It's just something we need to live with and I just agree with everything you said there. It's just, it's going to change and obviously by that can step that it says they're still well in touch with the fans. Oh, sorry, well out of touch with the fans. Uh, it's, that might normally just summed up as if there's no actual direction of what to go in. 
You just don't seem to know what's happening. I just Dominic McKay seems looking at other options. He's looking at not just football. He's looking at all sports and trying to go in a new direction. It just seems to me like they're just on a total disarray and a shambles. And it's like it's not going to take months to fix. It's going to take years for the sense of it. I I just hope that miracles are happening. How you could let a club go so bad mm-hmm. so quickly is very, very damaging and it looks like we could be struggling for a few years. Look, yeah. that could all change with a few good transfers for a few players and the money's there to then push on, but we don't even know what's happening or that either yet. There's no manager, there's no director of football, we don't even know. The director of football has went quiet, we don't even know. There's no chief scout. Announce a chief scout, announce a director of football, announce something. Someday, but nah, it's just it's ba- very, very baffling. Even here, even lower league teams, they never wait this. I, I understand people. I, I'm been, I know we've been texting, we all need to be patient, and but there's been patient, and then like you've just said, it's like you're getting to take the piss out of you, you're not getting appreciated. And I, I do understand, I can't mean to it was, was it, was it Mark Event? Who was it? It says it. That, that the fans no Stratton Stratton says that the fans don't need to know I do get what you're saying but I don't the fans they need to know I understand the fans don't need to be told every single meeting every single thing but especially people who are like you says people are poor paying the books people involved supporters who go to meetings even they're getting told bluffs they're getting told stuff that just doesn't make sense that I find the night was about Mackay saying that Lennox Town's a top class this and all the staff are brilliant and this and that but then he says we need to modernise this, modernise this, modernise this. So what you're saying is, it's not doing very well. Because <laughs> if you need to change everything, then something's not going well. Maybe you tweak things, but if you're saying you need to modernise, obviously we have spoken about how, I think we spoke about it's October time on this podcast, that we need to modernise football. We spoke about it before a lot of people we spoke about it, how we need to go to the Leipzig model, just we need to change things with Tap de Boatman. If he's seen this now, I know he's just come in the door, but what's been happening before he came in? I don't know about leaving, but I'd even try to fix it before he comes in, or they just gone on you go, Dom, there's there's a club fired away. The, as he says, the full club's just a total disarray. Say at the end of the season, and then it's a transitional period, but nobody knows. Because he, like he says, Lawwell Sherry, he his job doesn't finish to visit end of June, July, whatever it was, right? He's still going to do his best interest for club to that. If that means starting the rebuild, then he's got, he's got to do something. He can't just go where he go, Dom. That's, again, that's mismanagement we've had all season. In fact, not just all season, the last three or four years, it probably started for Tyler to Rodgers and then it's just, as we've said, the fans have said, sleeping in the wheel, there's been protests this year and we were classed as a disgrace because I've done this and done that. What the fans done is minimal to what man you have done, but it's all right for them today. But as soon as we do, as I just says. The government's on you, the fellow Scotland's on you, disgrace. It's you can't win them all, what you do. Yeah, the board, what they cause, they cause it everything. They were, well, we're going to do a January review. We're still not going to review. <laughs> we're still not being reviewed. We've not told us exactly what's happening. They just they had a plan A, the plan B was, they never had a plan B. They just expected to roll on at the end of the season, everything to go hunky dory and then change at the end of the season. They're scrambling to try to get a manager who we think is more or less guaranteed, but 
how long does that take? We've then had to bring a CEO in early because the shambles that's there. We've sent a player back to Brighton that's cost us three million, which has cost us an absolute fortune. The recruitment's been an absolute joke. Nick Hammond's left. Then we bring another guy in. He's left. Who's, who's his name again? Okay, I, I, I know who it is, but I can't remember his name, mate. It's last season he's been done. Uh, uh, he's left. We've then lost Damien Duff on the coaching staff. He's left. We've brought Gavin Stratton in. Don't know if he's going to be at the end of the season. John Kennedy's now in, in management because Neil Lennon's left. It's just been totally disaster after disaster. And there just doesn't seem like there's a plan. A, B, or C. I don't I think we had a plan A and that was it. I, I, everything you do in life, there should always be a plan A, B, and C at least. There should be all different options of what first goes wrong. You should be planning ahead. Mm. As they are close to what I'll say, Gerard says he plans for every season, plans for losing players, he plans for us. That's how you do it. I'm not saying that they've done everything right and they're going to get spot one, but that's just, that's just common sense, isn't it? Nah, you've just got to be. The modern way of doing things is planning ahead and having an option for every possibility that could go right or go wrong. And I feel that's the way Rogers left, that's where we're going to go wrong. It's, it's been, as you say, that's it is one of the biggest words we can use for it. It's just, it's, it's like, as we always say, nine, ten weeks ago to qualifiers, like you've said, all along. Beaton's going to be centre-back. We're going to be rushed about trying to sign players. We may get a Diddy team the first two or three, must one round or two. Then they'll go, right, oh, right, we'll need to maybe buy a player here just to get us out of the line. And that squad is not going to qualify for Europe because it didn't win the league, so it's not going to qualify for Europe. It's, it's going to need, as he says, a tiny wee miracle to happen in a few months because if it is going to be the man what we think it is, um, he's going to be a middle He's not going to be a medical worker. It's going to take him time. As he says, transfer targets and whatever else, something must be happening behind the scenes because, let's be honest, see if nothing's happening behind the scenes, like he says, we, we are in a worse state than we think. Um, and as you said, about obviously fans, the board on the wanting you to take your refund because it might cost us at £10 million or something, he says on it. Um, I think that's roughly. So see if that's the way... We are struggling, right? If they're not wanting that to harm, what's other clubs in a financial state? If we are struggling, you know, to have season books, who's Rangers going to be like? If if if, if, if their fans want a refund, Aberdeen, not so. Are we actually well off than we are? If that's the case, that we need to, we, if we if we are relying on season books, you're thinking, fuck's sake! But as you say, where's the planning for other merchandise? As you say, we've had a full scale. Um, one of the biggest uh, deals for sponsorship, Adidas. Where's that money rated in? Frimpong, Tierney. So, as you see, 20, was it Tierney and Frimpong and who else? Kamara. That's nearly 40 million within a season and a half, two years. So, where's that? I know we went through a pandemic. I understand that. And obviously, staff have been laid off, staff have furloughed and whatever else. But you've got to think, where's the planning? We're meant to be a well run club. So, shows that you don't need to. Put the begging bowl for fans. The fans are unhappy. Fans are not going to, going to uh, take up season book. They will ask for refunds. And that's just because fans, like you say, they want a bit of no reassurance, but they want appreciation that they're going to get something back. And this season goes, some fans are going, why do I want to put my money in another season where 
underneath this board. I might not get what I'm going to deserve. Fans, all we want is own the park. I at the park, you want it to be run well. You want uh, season books, or you want you want strips. You want this the Brisbane line chocolates, whatever. That's a bonus, right? But all we want is a good team on the park that's trying hundred and ten percent. If they try hundred ten percent and they don't win the league, they don't qualify for Europe. Fair enough. You shake you you shake each other's horns, fans. Listen, boys, we tried this season. I'm lucky, but this season we've not seen that one bit, and that's why yourself, me, everybody else is frustrated because. You're not getting anything worth your season book at all. Right, oh, went fuzzy there. Mental net cut. Is, is, it back? Will... is it back now? That's, that's yeah. Aye, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just the fans are getting the full appreciation of their season book mm. by this season and they're not going to put it in again if they're going to get that back. Aye. Well, I spoke to my pal the other day and um, she's got a, she had a, like, heated seat um, hospitality ticket mm-hmm. and um, Celtic wanted two grand after for it and she's telling me fuck off and she says, look, I'll give you three or four hundred quid. She went, Aye. I didn't get that. She went, I didn't get the value, blah, 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 I didn't get anything different. For anybody else, I got a silly steam and Celtic went, no, we want £2,000 after you. And she went, no, I'll give you 400 quid. She went, but I'm not giving you any more. She went, yeah, I'll take your 400 quid or I'll give you nothing. Mm-hmm. And Celtic says, no, we'll take you for two grand. And she says, look off then. So what is that? Surely somebody's telling you they're not giving you it. That's it. They're refusing and saying, we'll give you 400 quid. You think, just take your 400 quid. At the end of the day, because they're not, the person's not going to give them two grand to sit in the house and watch a stream. And then you've got full families Say three or four season books, and it's costing them seventeen, eighteen hundred quid for the four season books, say two grand, and then they're giving them once they're giving them a stream. Why not send two kits out to the kids in the house and say, right there, that's for spending all that money on season books. They're just the the PR department and they're dealing with supporters this season has been naturally an absolute shambles. I think of course everything when it comes to that, mate, because as it's just frustrating that's just as you say you think they would just take four on a pound and let the last take a seat but you know that keep somebody's seat then lose it I know they'll probably think somebody will buy it anyway but that's it's a principle it's it's that's so fine it just as you say it's been a hard time you know some people have, some people are only working people are followed people are getting sacked here and there and people are struggling with mental health they can't get a job and if that, and that's one thing I know imagine that woman was really really like, struggling and they ask for two grand. No, I can't afford two grand. And then it's got, it's got, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a spiral. It's going to affect you in other ways. And people are struggling as that is to keep putting food detail in their mind by a season book for two thousand pound. So as you say, that again, it's no consideration for other things apart from the football. I know that's what they've got to think about. But you look at other clubs like Bayern Munich. That present community says I could ask you for six eight hundred pound, but I'm not going to do it. I'll ask you for two hundred pound. Again, that's where the fans go, oh, thanks a lot. And more fans will buy into it. They might not buy another season, but, but they'll go, oh, do you know what? Right, that was good. The buy Mutant fans will might go, right, because you're that, we'll maybe go and buy six or seven strips for the family. That's when yeah. they, they start thinking about things like that. If they get them a cheaper season book, they might go in Europe more often, or they might buy, like we've said this season, there is no wine chocolates or the Scott Brown track, it's just to, I like that because I can afford it because I've had lesser season book money to pay. Yeah. 
It's just these simple things that us as fans can come up with, but I understand they've got to, the club have got to speak from a business point of view, but some of the things that just, you think they've got, as you say, it's just appreciation. And the fans, like we've said, we're under Rodgers, they've appointed a big manager and they put the money in to appoint him. And the fans bought on it. The fans turned up to him. The fans bought scarves. The fans bought everything, uh, new strips. And that's what comes by when things are run well. The fans buy into it. You buy it. I'll buy season books. I'll buy the training gear this year. The training gear was brilliant. We all bought it. Ten in a row. Superb. Board of £15 million transfers. And is that going to happen this season? Some fans might go, why should I pay 80 quid for a strip if I'm not going to get what I'm, I'm due back? Exactly, aye. Exactly. That's that's what they better be very careful how they treat this. Because fans might just turn and take them. Of course. I know. It that's the, the thing. And with that meeting the other night, what we took out the meeting, what we read, they've gone, that's a shambles. They're not even... We're not even like saying as supporters we'll try our best to do this or we'll mm-hmm. do that. Even like, if you're back in the run, give everybody a five or three voucher for food. Something, something stupid, you know what I mean? As stupid as that may sound, that would probably go a long way with some families and stuff like that. Just the light, the light you say there, that means that, say like, like you, that means you would actually maybe take your wee boy, oh, can you get a free pie a day? Just be simple things. It's going to, I, he's got to watch the game, but knowing that you're maybe a fiver well off, that's a fiver you can maybe buy him sweets or something. It's just be a sweeties for the game, or as you say, it's wee things like that that they need to watch what they're doing. Nah, very careful, yeah. Um, but I mean, even there's the Kano Foundation, everybody's chipped in to help them. I mean, the club could have come out and said to the Kano Foundation, we'll give you season books, so many of them. And the fans would have bought into it because they'd have went for charity, that's what Celtic was founded on. Mm-hmm. Whereas guys like Sell are out raising money, trying to get money for the Kano Foundation to buy season books for hopefully next season to get back at the ground. And the supporters shouldn't need to do that. They should have been the covers doing that. Aye. But they're interested in making money and that's what they're interested in. They became obsessed about money and no helping I they've done all right with a few charity things, but it's more of a supporters out there. It's not the actual club, the people mm-hmm. are running the club. They're so far out of what Celtic was founded on that they're just, it's all about money now. And I think they're turning into a Tory board. And I don't like some of the stuff today. It's just like, for instance, the other day the Green Brigade held up, put the last name flags just to show up a bit of solidarity with people that's getting bombarded with obviously a lot of stuff in there. And, Obviously, people dying in the world, and the club took it down. And then the next day, they, they sent a tweet out and says, um, Eid Mubarak to all Muslims. And I know. Wow, you are so out of touch here. It's like Muslims are dying, they're not really caring about whether it be anybody dying. And then the next day, they're, they're obviously the end of their fasting in it. I think that's what Eid Mubarak is. I think so, I think so. Um, and then it's like, oh, congratulations, Mel, let's celebrate that. We're all Muslims from the world, and I'm thinking these are just the PR department and the way it's run. You know, it's just so far out of touch with the supporters. It's mind-boggling to be honest with you. But that's it's not even it wasn't even just a section of fans that were not happy. Every single person I seen on Twitter was like, "Used an absolute disgrace." It was an absolute fans. Either they understand they let fans in to put up stuff for Scott Brown, but they're still supporting something that needs supporting. 
So why are you taking it down? Surely if as a club, if you support it, if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it, if you still support something that most people in the world are trying to support them now, it would give the club a bit of a... I'm not saying it would give them a, prom- a, a promote the club or anything, but it would give it all well done, Celtic. Well done. It's, uh, that's, as you say, is far out of touch for what the fans, as you say, which self was kind of built upon. No, it's mind-boggling. And then just to say the next day after that, I'm feeding my barrack to all Muslims or eat or whatever. I'm not sure. I've not really played up on the, um, obviously what it was. They, they tweeted, but I was like, feeding it the next day. I was like, cannot believe they went and done that after taking the past. I mean, mm-hmm. see if it was a, like a political thing, banners up there. Aye. See the mm-hmm. food, but all it was was a Palestinian flag. That's what they had Palestinian flags to me. I say, well, obviously supporting the Palestinians for a tough day. That's what the supporters mm-hmm. were. They always try to get it because I think there's a lot of similarities. There <laughs> are things that's happening in Ireland and in the world, and I think mm-hmm. that's it was just showing a wee bit of solidarity, which is fair enough. That's fine. They didn't do anything political. They couldn't get fined for it. They couldn't have done anything for it. You for a rating couldn't have done it, and so mm-hmm. for the club to take it down, I just thought it was a bit wrong. I think every most Celtic fan will echo what you're saying, mate, because most, I don't mean just Celtic fans, most people in Scotland are now, and as I say, I'm just not something I want to talk about too much, because obviously it's different opinions on stuff like this, but it is, it's, it's just a sort of solidarity for people that are getting stuff happening for nothing for any reason, and it's. As you say, the club's got a touch of that, they're out of club for other things. And but the only kind of positive light I would say is obviously that the game is obviously Scott Brown, he man the match. I know they did play okay, but obviously his last game he got man the match. But obviously his assist for Edward was on back in the years. Finished for Edward was superb to be fair, it was phenomenal. Again, that didn't get highlighted because of how poor we've been. I don't think he played well in the game, Edward, but his finish just shows you what he's all about. Um, but Scott Brown again. I will do a big piece on him because I think he deserves it. I know the fans can't go in and see him, but I do feel that he should get, I think he will get a big recognition, obviously, when the fans can get back in. But again, the last I've done him, it's a massive, massive career at Celtic. And obviously, you get people from the other side are saying Scott Brown's this, Scott Brown's run away. For Scott Brown to captain Celtic for 10, 11 years, Scott Brown to play for 14 years at the highest level, I've spoken about how he's the highest British pass rate in the Champions League one group stage and for what he's done to, to have that character to be at 14 years at a club at Celtic as we spoke about with Jamie and the fishbowl to head on and after part to make like as Gordon Stack says he was a very good player but he wasn't a world class but to make other players great and bring that influence in that's you can't teach that that's just your bomb to be a leader and that's he's broke into that and He's learned the role and he's obviously learned under managers and he obviously spoke about Rogers game in a few years. And the guy for me is he is a legend and that he is a legend obviously to yourself. We've we've seen him through success. So the legend term does fung about quite easily these days. The guy has one good season, always a legend, but guys like Paul McStay, Larson, Burns, McNeil, I would definitely put Brown in that bracket. He's his trophy accolades is I think he's the second best captain we probably have honours wise. The guy is just I, I can't speak highly. I know we've given criticism this year, but that's partly because he's been mismanaged. He shouldn't have played as much games as this season. And he might say that himself, he might know, but the guy just deserves every actor that he deserves because for me he's been phenomenal. And I'm I just hope that he goes to Aberdeen and does well because I think he deserves 
to go into a, a, a good coaching role as a Celtic Aberdeen for their own if he goes for their own his career I think he deserves every success because for what he's done for us is phenomenal and I can only say thanks a lot Scott Brown because he's been brilliant I've covered all bases there when I'm with Scott Brown he's just he emphasises everything with the supporters wanted in a captain leader successful and done everything right and not just that he helped everybody around about him as players as even meeting him as a person he was a nice guy genuinely brand new like I couldn't have any faults on him and he grew into the role the first cut of season at Celtic I'm thinking, nah, not good enough. But he learned and got better and better and better. And as you say, he's under Rodgers and that. He just hit a new level and he was phenomenal. Um, and that's how the success started with the, with the treble. Um, and with him at the helm, I don't think... No saying we wouldn't have achieved it, but he was a big part to playing it. Mm -hmm. um, he was a big part to getting the in a row. Big part in getting us to Champions Leagues and that. I know he didn't score a lot of goals, but he seemed to score crucial goals. Um, and that was just what a, a captain and a leader is. Obviously, this season didn't plan it the way we wanted. Um, he thought he was finished at 30 and Rogers gave him an off few years. So you've got to remember he's had bad injuries throughout his career. Um, so to have still played on is obviously what Rogers done to him and what he then went and took Celtic to another level because. It's never going to be done again, let's be honest. Um, and I just wish him all the best. Aye, it's, it's sad to see him go, but all good things come to an end. And I've seen them all gone and at the end of the day, but it's it's sad and it's no good to see. But at the end of the day, Celtic Football Club will be somebody else to replace him in time. Aye, I you've said I echo as well, mate. It's, it will be maybe a, a few weeks he's away, he'll be like, oh, Scott Brainwood ladies out at your captain's armband, the stair, they're going to be there. But as he says, in life, Celtic moves on, we move on, somebody will come in in the morning for him leaving and we'll be away. And whoever comes in, hopefully who we think it is, comes in, he'll only bring in a captain. But again, I just hope that hopefully things work out soon, Robert, and we can get a bit more positive spin and for ourselves and obviously for the fans. But again, mate. Great to chat to you and hopefully we'll get a decent one in the weekend then obviously kick on with a new manager and hopefully <laughs> start off well for the qualifiers. But again, mate, thanks for your time and take care, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The need to fly. 